Welcome to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Each weekday, Dr. Crisp will be discussing biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Tune in daily to start your day right and deepen your understanding of how to better walk the way and enjoy the journey. Here's your host, Dr. Tony Crisp. Welcome to On the Way. This is Tony Crisp, and this is Podcast 197. Well, relationships are hard, and you know that. If we're going to maintain them, we have to persevere. We have to stay after it. Because if we let our guard down at any moment, relationships will follow the second law of thermodynamics. That is, it will go to pot. It will go to seed. Something left by itself just runs down. And it seems like that you can never maintain it enough. And so it is with relationships. We have to make sure that always we are maintaining relationships. So how do you do that? Well, we've talked about expectations and really laying out what is the assignment that we have for a child when we have someone onboarding with us and someone who is going to be working alongside of us. What are the assignments that we're giving to them? We have to make them clear. In other words, we have to give expectations. That's an a husband-wife relationship, there are some expectations that are laid out. For those of us who are followers of Jesus, those expectations are laid out in the Word of God as far as the big and the small. But then in our particular relationships, there are expectations that are always unique to a couple. And so you have to work those things out. Same thing's true with friendships. Same thing's true with staff members and with churches and interpersonal relationships. And when we give someone an expectation to do a task, for instance, when a teacher assigns a child um, a task, they have to give them the opportunity, truly the opportunity, to perform that. That's how relationships and trust are built. We give someone an assignment, and then we give them the opportunity to do it. If it's a staff member or a pastor, we lay out, this is what the expectations are, and we're going to give you the budget, we're going to give you the personnel, we're going to give you the volunteer force, whatever it is, to lead in the vision that God has given you. If we're in a friendship, then we have to not try to macromanage and try to uh, dominate a relationship. We have to let people be themselves, and we have to learn to love them like they are and love them enough to tell them the truth when they're not living up to the expectations of God or to what you have mutually agreed upon. Same thing's true in a marriage. And then we talked about accountability in relationships, and what that is is really it comes down to communication. We have to communicate, and I can tell you in most marriages and most relationships of friendships, it seems like that it's never uh, 100-100. It's never even 50-50 because it seems like that one is constantly having to drag the other one along in the relationship. This is true of staff relationships. It's true at work, even when you have the accountability of a job assignment and all of the parameters that are laid out and all of the evaluations and assessments, 
you still have to many times be proactive in communicating. And uh, we talked about the different ways that you communicate. Some people are better with face-to-face relationships. Some are better over the phone talking. Some are, they would rather text or send an email by far than talk with someone face-to-face. And sometimes it speaks of the individual as to how you would do that because with some individuals, someone might feel more comfortable face-to-face and that same individual with someone else would rather text or write a letter or send an email. And so we just have to learn how to communicate with people. And that's true from children, through friendships, through relationships at church or at work and professional relationships. But it just seems like in most marriages, there is someone who's always proactive. They're always the first one to say that they're sorry. They're the first one to admit that they're in the wrong. And it might not even be that they need to do that, but it just seems like that it never gets done unless one is communicating. That's an awful kind of relationship to be in, and it never works out well. And one is joyful, the other one is sad. And if you're not careful in that kind of relationship, especially with husband or wife or a friendship, resentment builds in, and that ends up not good, either in a separation or in the case of a friendship, it may just be that the friendship ends because one cannot always be the one that's contacting another. If contact is and communication is made and one is always having to be the one doing that, pretty soon the friendship will end. In a relationship at a job or at a factory or in a business, an office relationship, certainly on a staff relationship at church, then it ends very quickly. And most of the time it's not good. So we need to learn to communicate. And then after we've done those three things in any relationship, you have to continually be evaluating or assessing. We have to evaluate ourselves. We have to evaluate our others and the relationships because as I just talked about in communication, sometimes you have to stop and say, does this person really want a relationship with me or am I just continually haranguing them to the point to where they feel like they have to talk with me? It becomes very unhealthy sometimes. The same thing is true in marriages. Same thing is true in parent-child relationship, especially as the child child gets older. If it's always the mom that is contacting the child, now a grown child, or the dad that's always contacting uh, the grown child, or if the child is only contacting the parents when they really need something, that tells you that they could really do without you except when they need something. And that's what that communicates. So we have to be very honest in our evaluation. Sometimes it's very painful. We do that in our relationships between husbands and wives and Many times people say, well, you know, I just want to make sure that we're on the same page, but they don't really want that when it's evaluated and they find out they're on the short end of the stick. They're not the ones that are communicating as they should. Then there's always a list of excuses. What I'm telling you is communication, relationships, giving someone expectations and giving them the authority and the opportunity to do that following up on and on and on with accountability. All of that is hard work. It's just continually you have to stay after it. I cannot stress that enough, especially if anything gets done. There always has to be, it seems like, one's the taskmaster and the other is just plugging along like an old plow mule and you think, my goodness alive, do I have to do everything? And then the other one says, well, they're continually harping on me. Many times if the harping's not there, the work doesn't get done. And so 
These are the kinds of relationships in the real world, and we don't even like to talk about it because it makes us very uncomfortable because we love someone, we like someone, but they don't always reciprocate, and we don't always do that with them. We don't always give as uh, we are given. But I can tell you in a relationship, it gets really old when you're the one that's always reaching out and the other one seems like they could care less. Then it may be time to move on from that friendship or that relationship if it's husband and wife, you're stuck, bud. And so you better make the most out of it because, you see, we made our choices, whether it's been recently or whether it has been a long time ago. That's where you are, and sister, that's where you need to stay. Brother, that's where you need to stay because you made your bed. Now you're going to have to lie in it. And like it or not, you need to make the most of it. Ask God to give you grace and to give them grace. It brings us continually to our knees, and it humbles us, and Our joy has to be in the Lord, not in our spouse. Uh, If that's the case, you're going to be an unhappy person because your spouse is not going to meet the needs in your life. And that's at any level. I wish it would be so, but after dealing with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of couples over four and a half decades of ministry, I can tell you, and in our own life, Karen and I have found out that uh, each other, we can only go so far in meeting needs. You see, Jesus really is the only one that can meet the need in our life the deepest longing in our hearts. But how do we really evaluate? How do we assess someone? Well, if we're going to assess someone properly, we need to assess them in at least two areas. One is ability. Some would call that aptitude. You know, a lot of people that are in leadership, they look at this in different ways. Collins looks at it in good to great as being on the bus and that someone may need to be on the bus, but they're in the wrong seat and they need to move the seat. I like to use the analogy of a team. Someone may need to be on the team and they're good on the team and can contribute to the team, but maybe they're in the wrong position. I tell you, it really can make a difference. For instance, in basketball, if you move someone from a power forward to the other side, it might make a difference in whether they play center or whether they play forward. It might make the difference in whether they're going to be a point guard and the playmaker or whether they're going to be the second guard. The team works best when everybody's playing their position well. Same thing true in football. Same thing's true in baseball. There's a big difference between that hot corner third base and shortstop and second base. You have to play them all differently, even though it looks like they're side by side. They're coached differently. They're played differently. Different kinds of uh, skill sets have to be at those. It doesn't mean that they couldn't play those uh, positions interchangeably, but they know and the coach knows and the other team knows, the opposition knows, that they're the best at one of those particular things. Nobody's good at everything. Just admit that and face that. And the same thing's true in our relationships. You need to make sure that if you are a pastor and you have someone on a staff and they're not doing well, it could be because they need training. It could be because they're in the right position, but they just have never had the kind of training to reach the expectations and the assignment that you've given them. You've given them the opportunity. You've given them budget. You've given them everything you know to give them. They may just need more training as you assess them. And and so that has to do with ability and aptitude some 
sometimes they may just not be cut out for it or they may just need education. Now, if it's ability or aptitude and they're in the right position, you think they uh, can do it, get them all the training that they can. You can go a thousand miles with that. And that's the first A in assessment and evaluation is aptitude and ability. See if it's just a matter of training, of uh, being patient, of doing things a different way, helping them, aiding them, mentoring them more. That's one thing. But the second A is attitude. If it's attitude, if you're a child of God, that needs to be fixed in about 10 minutes, if that long. You see, that's called repentance. That's how you fix a bad attitude. You just repent. You turn from the bad attitude and you turn and say, God, forgive me, cleanse me, wash me. I have a stinking, rotten attitude and it's nobody's fault but my own. God, forgive me and give me the right attitude. And Lord, I make a choice to do it your way. And I want to work with this person. I want to do what they say. I'm under their authority. I want a relationship with them and Lord, I'll do whatever it takes outside of compromising the truth of your word. This is just the way it is, whether it's a staff member, whether it's a husband or a wife. It just takes assessing, is this something that is continually coming up? Well, maybe there's a real misunderstanding. Maybe we need to go back to the expectations. Maybe we need to look at opportunities to do this a different way. Maybe we need to communicate better. But sometimes it's just an attitude. One of the spouses have a bad attitude, and that needs to be dealt with. And let me tell you, if you don't deal with an attitude, it'll ruin a relationship. Bad attitudes will ruin relationships. Good attitudes will make a relationship. You see, attitude we have is not just something in a relationship. It's really everything in a relationship. It's the basis of everything. That's having a good, godly attitude. And there's no reason for the child of God to always be in a kickative mood. Get out of it. Stop it. God didn't call you to be the critic of everyone else. God didn't call you to find the negative in everything. God didn't call you. God didn't assign you. That's not your assignment. It's way above your pay grade to try to be the one that always points out what could go wrong. You see, we all know what could go wrong. But that doesn't mean that it's going to go wrong. If you're always the one that's pointing out, well, you know, everything's going well now, but boy, something bad could happen. Well, nobody's going to want a relationship with you. No one wants to be around a person that's just continually negative. So you need to get a grip here and uh, get on the attitude thing. It is a big deal. And again, you can change that in a short time. It just takes a humble heart, a ready mind to say, God, I admit that I'm in the wrong. Sir, ma'am, I admit that I'm in the wrong. Friend, I admit that I'm in the wrong. And take the blame where the blame is due. And if it's you, just absolutely deal with it. And relationships can be what God meant for them to be. And so this idea of assessment, that's a big deal. Assess attitude slash aptitude and always attitude. For On The Way, this is Tony Crisp. Thanks for listening to On The Way with Tony Crisp. Tune in every weekday for information on biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Fridays are for your questions. Email your questions to questions at TonyCrisp.org. Then just listen for your question to be answered on Friday's podcast. That's questions at TonyCrisp.org. Thanks for listening and have a blessed day on the way.